Jeremy here. Just before we get into the show, wanted to give an update. We have a new tier on our Patreon. That is the Sheikah supporter tier for $5 or more a month. You get a week early access to episodes as well as getting to pick games that you play alongside us. Each month, people in this tier can pick a game that we'll play. We'll stream it on our Discord for everyone else to see. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We just played the Rogue Hero Ruins of Tassos game, uh, which is this roguelike, Zelda-like game that uh, is very similar to the old Four Swords games. It's very chaotic. It's very, very fun. If you want to join up in that, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild. If you can't afford that, we do still have the smaller tier. Just a reminder, people that join in that tier, they get ad-free episodes. They also get access to our side quests episodes, where once a month we record an episode just talking about all the other games that we have been playing. You also get to pick the games that we play in between Zelda games, what we call our Gaiden games, as well as getting a shout-out. If that sounds good to you, once again, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild sign up support us we really appreciate it anyways that's all i have so let's get on with the show when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Gaiden? Yeah, there we are. <laughs> Gaiden. I don't know. I didn't know who was going to take it. I, I made BC take it last uh, last week. So Anyway, uh, in this season, we are playing through Oceanhorn 2, Knights of the Lost Realm. Woo! Yeah. The sequel to Oceanhorn, a game that we played last Gaiden season. Uh, if you listen through it, we all sort of came off... At best, lukewarm. Uh, at at worst, just tired and annoyed. <laughs> yeah, uh, Oceanhorn was a game. Mm-hmm. So we could say that it was a it was a Zelda like. Yeah, that that's true. As I well. don't think you can take that away from it. <laughs> and it uh, was a massive influence on Breath of the Wild. Now, Oceanhorn one came out. Eight years ago, I believe. I think so. Um, I'm not going to look it up. Twenty thirteen uh, sounds right. In the year of 2021 that we are at right now, we are playing Oceanhorn Two. This game did come out this year uh, for Switch and mobile, um, and this is a prequel game. So even if you didn't play through Oceanhorn One, you can play this, and you know they obviously will do some nods to the original. I mean, they do like a big one that we'll talk about um, early on, but 
in general, you should be able to play this one without having to worry about any kind of lore or anything like that. Um, it's don't and, don't play the first one. It's fine. You're fine. It's fine. I think I think if when this came out on when the first game came out on Switch, you didn't have a lot of games like it at the time, you know. And if you were just a Switch player and you wanted a game that played like Zelda, like a two D Zelda game. You had that option there, and it's, you know it's the same that went when it came out to mobile. You didn't have those things. Yeah, this was yeah. the game. So there's that. But you we're, got we're in a Tales. world now. You got you got this. You've got uh, you know a handful of others. So many, so many in in this year. Well, uh, I just meant just on the Switch early, alone. The, I just meant early on in the Switch's life uh, span. We're like we had like about four or five of these uh, these little Zelda clones we could we could play. But let's go ahead and jump into Oceanhorn 2. Um, we, you know, t- typically would be like, oh, have you played this series before? No, it's we have re- have that recorded. <laughs> so if you need to know that about, uh, if you need to know our history about this game, go listen to the last season of it. And you'll know everything you need to but, about it. But that's future history. We're in the past. Yes. <laughs> history. <laughs> so uh, this game starts off and we are... Greeted by this this narrator voice, um, not much different than the original Oceanhorn game. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Joining me for this season, <laughs> we have Brian Ouija Hour. Hi. BC, no nickname right now. Nelson. <laughs> BC, BC Nelson. BC, BC Nelson. <laughs> and I'm Jeremy Harvey. No relation. Uh. So the game starts off and we have a narrator, much like the first game uh, that is describing, basically just sort of describing a story, mm-hmm. not really like, not really going, you know, it, it's not saying a thing like, oh, do you remember what happened last time? They were just sort of like, oh, I know why you're here. You're here to he- hear the story. And while he's saying that a tornado is just destroying this building that we're in. <laughs> Yeah, I like. I his, don't get it. I like his line of, uh, you know, the record scratch, and it's like, you probably no, you already know why we're here. Um, instead of saying like, you probably wonder how I got here. Like, you know how <laughs> stories work. You know how this happened. Let's go. Now, even though we know the lore of this world from the first game, the way they talk about this stuff, it's just like throwing out keywords. Yeah. It name drops some kingdoms. It says some things. A dude shows up who's important. Mm-hmm. But none of it really means anything to us at this point. Not really. No. Um, they they are basically saying that this is like a diary that is being read that are the last stories before this realm was destroyed. Mm-hmm. That that is that is all that they are are phrasing they, on this here. They don't and they don't drop the names in uh in ways that that elicit anything other than oh I know that guy like just in the the audience members staring at the at the movie being like I know him I, I hang out with him and get coffee. Right. It also says uh, of course we start on a dark and stormy night. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you have I, which made me think we need to make uh, bingo cards for Zelda likes. Uh, and Zelda tropes, because we need a sure, dark and stormy yeah. night, and then hopefully our hero is sleeping when we first see him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we do, well, we, we see a baby mm-hmm. with a giant head. It's a giant sleeping baby. <laughs> giant sleeping baby. Uh, and there is an old man and a robot. And they give the baby to this <laughs> demon-looking guy. Um, Soft-spoken this... demon-looking guy. Yes. Uh, is it this the is where... is it, It's Mesmeroth giving the baby to yes. the yes. old guy. Right. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Spoilers. Uh, again, if you hadn't played the first one, this means nothing, but... No, no, we already discussed that Mesmeroth is only the name of a chaotic evil villain. You don't go anywhere (laughs) in life except to there by the end. But Mesmeroth is giving this old man and the robot a baby. And Mesmeroth seems good. Nice. In this. Yeah. Uh, And so right then and there, I was like, okay, I, I'm interested. Like you're, you're obviously going to tell maybe a more interesting story this time around, uh, because hopefully we are the ones that are 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 doing the story this time, as opposed to the first one, we were following in our father's footsteps, and lore was just given to us uh, occasionally. But we still just did our own thing. We found some stuff, but it didn't necessarily move the story forward. Um, we just found some things that we learned more about the past. We just we and just closed time, off the story. We just let, you know took care of the weird shark thing. Sure. Um, but then uh, that, that that's the opening, mm-hmm. um, and then we jump ahead ten years. Eighteen. Eighteen is it? Eighteen years. Yeah. Yep. Um, jump ahead eighteen years, and we just show up on an island where our hero here gets off a boat on an island go let's hear some first impressions bc what do you what do you think so far of this game like mechanics wise um significantly better than Oceanhorn, uh <laughs> the original but i i still don't know if i jive with the whole stamina bar to roll uh and then you can run for like 0.5 seconds before you're exhausted uh not my yeah, that's still here uh, yeah, so it the first game, if you didn't know, was more of an overhead similar to a 2D Zelda. This one is clearly going for a 3D Zelda, um, and so we have a camera behind the shoulder. We can freely move the camera around. Um, you know, you got to... Exploring uh, is going to be so much easier to do on here for a number of reasons. One of the biggest improvements that stuck out to me is the map is functional. <laughs> you can look at the map and it shows you things, <laughs> and it like it's it's a useful map this time around. It actually marks where you're supposed to go. You have a cone of vision. It's great, Brian. What about you? How how, how you feeling? First impressions? I, I mean, it. It changes things because it's in 3D, but uh, we get uh, a projectile immediately. We get certain things were given to us that we didn't have at the beginning of Oceanhorn, and then certain things are taken away from us. And I kept trying to climb stuff. Like I, I know it wanted me to climb stuff, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe we don't get to do that. Oh, we do. Oh no, you get to climb. Oh, no, you you do? Go, no, there's there's plenty of climbing. Like it's it is straight up just like run up to a vine and. Okay, well, there's the vines, yeah, but I was trying to climb everything, like Breath of the Wild. Oh, no, everything. no, this is not... Yeah. No, this is not a Breath of the Wild 
like this is still yeah this is closer to something like a an ocarina or twilight princess mm-hmm. uh it, it, i think they know. said you can uh there's a sign that says you can climb everything that's over that's under like shoulder height or something like that yeah yes. so climbing over things that is that just was like, it. That, that's giving you a general idea of what you can climb onto right we 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 yeah. already have the courage to jump we don't need to go find boots we can climb up yeah shallow ledges which was not a thing in the first game um so yeah it it makes it easier to move around uh you can also jump right from the beginning although it is the weirdest jump on the planet (laughs) it's Uh, it's the run off the ledge jump it's yeah so very much like ocarina and twilight princess uh you you don't have a dedicated button to do that you have to be running off of a ledge to do a jump but also yeah your jump is crazy like the 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 height that you get off of that sometimes <laughs> uh like colliding with some of the geometry is strange um and i i will not be surprised when i try to jump on something and i glitch through a thing in this game yeah because of the 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 way that you are flying off of this um i gotta say though uh visually i really like the look of this game yeah. Uh, playing it on the Switch, I think it looks really good. I like the color that we have on here. Um, I don't think I think I think the action itself is a little stiff. Um, you know, this is not a fighting game like a Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. Like you really just have a, a sword slash, um, and that's like you can do a light combo, but it's not mm-hmm. the most consistent thing. It's not clear. When you're gonna stun an enemy? Yeah, because um, you need to. It's it's a, if you crit them, you can. Uh, most of the enemies can be knocked over or stunned somehow or knocked prone, and then you do massive damage. But yeah, it but you're 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 typically trading blows back and forth uh, from from how I have been fighting them. Where it's like if I get a hit in, I need to back away immediately. Oh. Otherwise they are going to immediately hit me afterwards. No, I'm the berserker in the group. I just go in there and start going crazy. And if they hit me, so what they hit me and eventually they'll get flipped over. And then that's when you can just, just slash for massive damage. But until then they only get, take a little bit off per hit. Um, One thing that they have on here that I am amazed with because I think this needs to be in more games like this, is that if you are at max health and you collect a health item, that gets added to a pool Mm -hmm. that lets you do a health spell. So it takes like 10 for a single heart to save up. But this game constantly is giving you hearts, and if you're at max health, it's just wasted. But this way, you're not wasting things. It's pretty cool. And like, that is... That is something that like I was immediately like, wow, that is actually a super smart idea. And I'm very glad that they came up with this little thing to put in there to be like, you're not, it makes you still want to interact with everything. Even if you're at full health, you still want to slash all the grass, break the pots, break the barrels, uh, which is weird. Breaking barrels is difficult because they have physics to them. And if you hit it, it'll like launch a barrel and you have to chase it down, <laughs> keep hitting it to crack it open. I guess I was only like, hitting it into things or into walls or whatever. You can't pick up rocks yeah. though. You can only pick up barrels and, and throw them. Right. So like there's pots that are like the weakest thing. Then there are barrels that are like the second weakest thing. It take like three hits. Then there are like sacks of like flower looking things that take like five hits to break. Um, but you're not always guaranteed something in there to drop mm. out of that. So 
But at the very least, knowing that it's worthwhile to still collect hearts, even if I'm at max health, is a pretty cool thing. And I I think that is a, a nice way to interact with the game more. I love the way that they kind of conceptualize it. Because when you pick up those extra hearts, I think it shows like, as if you were picking up like herbs or resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, oh, the icon is a heart, but really you're picking up some healing item. Uh, and then it's just, you're stashing them away for your spell. One thing I do not like is um, how they handle throwing objects. Um, <laughs> yeah. As soon as you pick something up with A, you have the option of place it down with A. But in order to throw it, you have to go into targeting, which is uh, like left trigger, and then hit right trigger to throw it. And there'd be so many times where I'd be like running and trying to throw something, and I just place it down right in front of me. I didn't throw a single thing in this episode, so the good, that's good to know that at least yeah, that's an option. <laughs> that must be why, because I, I wanted to throw things, because... Throwing things is the best weapon in Oceanhorn 1, so... <laughs> yes. But I never got around I, to it. I would yeah. say throwing is significantly worse in uh, Oof, in this Oceanhorn. That's Horn, tough to hear. Just because you can't really... One thing that was nice in Oceanhorn 1 is that the controls were limited, but when you threw something, it kind of locked on to an enemy. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew mm-hmm. it was going to connect. Uh, here, you still have to aim it, and uh, you still have to go into that aim mode and then hit zr or right trigger or whatever to throw uh, mm-hmm. which isn't as accurate um okay it's also kind of weird because you can throw things and get them stuck on items there's a challenge in this section where you can spread fire using a burning barrel and i uh threw a barrel but got stuck in the fire yeah i couldn't get another fire barrel into the fire for like five minutes so i i ended up having to just set the barrel and myself on fire and uh that's what i did yep uh, and then ran with it and then i I didn't get i didn't catch on fire though okay just the barrel above me um because then i turned back around and the after i did the challenge the the barrel it was still in there and red hot i'm just like that is some resilient wood man like uh just glowing it's like metal wood so before we get too far into talking about the actual dungeon itself or anything like that. Uh, one other thing, technically two other things. I wanted to mention that this game did carry over from the original that I don't like. And that is one, sometimes you will open a chest and it says, you got this item. It's worth 50 coins. Here's 50 coins. And I'm just like, just make a coin. (laughs) You could have saved your, your asset team some time and just say it's coins. We open up in the Zelda games that we all love dearly. Uh, you open up, chests all the time that just have rupees in them Mm -hmm. and we're not expecting it to be some other asset designed thing or anything like that it's just a rupee different colors all that stuff uh also the leveling up is basically the same as it seems so far where when you level up you will it'll give you your health back so that's nice but it will just give you like the first level just gives you 25 coins and so far coins don't mean anything to us yeah, it just um, it slips you a 20. It's like, cool, good job. You you did a good job there. Like we haven't gotten any abilities or anything yet. So, I'm wondering if we if we if we're not going to and and they're going to do it some maybe we'll get like strength upgrades or something like that, but I'm wondering if they're going to have it more like a Zelda game where you don't just get a a thing unlocked cuz you did good. I want to I want to hope 
You know, yeah. I, I think this actually, for me personally, again, I, in the last season when we did Oceanhorn one, uh, I was, I was easily the one that was like the highest on it, you okay. know, uh, just because I like those, I just like those kinds of games in general. I, you know, I can, I can forgive so much because I just enjoy that genre so much. Hey, it's, uh, it's, and it's this fine. One, it's fine. It's a, it's a yeah, game. It's fine. Right. Um, you know, critically, yeah, I, I agree with you, but me personally, I was like, cool, had a lot of fun with this game. Um, uh, and this one, I'm having an amazing first impression with this. Uh, you know, there's a few things here and there, but knowing their previous work and seeing what they're doing here, just, I'm, I'm very excited to see what is ahead for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they're going to do some different things already. Like I said, that, that heart spell thing that you get i think is such an amazing idea i'm hoping for a whole lot more also the uh i i was i did get my hopes up that i thought it was going to be like resources that i was getting uh with those herbs and stuff uh which i was a little disappointed when i was like oh it's i'm not collecting stuff but then when i you know the spell i do like the spell though oh that the heart pieces there's three of them so eat so your life your life is in yeah. Each heart is in thirds instead of in quarters, like in Zelda. But the heart pieces we have to collect are also three of them. Uh, I'm happy about that. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's good when we only have one piece containers, you know, or heart containers in a game. And you also don't like when it's five. And I don't like when it's five, but somehow I like three better than four. I'm confused, but I'm in. But I like it. I think the important thing is what are we going to have to do to get those? Uh-huh. If there are cool mini games in this, if there are fun things to explore to find these, and those are like good rewards, I think it's okay to space all them out. But again, if you have to play annoying mini games, if we have to like go into really dumb spots to find these random things that you have to collect 30 of before they do anything at all. Well, that'll, that'll be the Firestones. Blood, bloodstones. The bloodstones or whatever. Yeah, that's that's yes. the bloodstones you're describing right there. First off, with the bloodstones, you only have to hit them once. Thank you. Oh, good. Because uh, se- there is a bloodstone that we can find on this island. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, uh, if you need to find bloodstones, you can go onto the Corn Fox and Brothers Twitter account, and they have short little videos that show you exactly how to get each of these bloodstones. So oh, really? if you ever want to go through and be like, oh, I need to find this one here. How do I get up to that thing? Just go on their Twitter. And they're just giving tips on how to do all that. Very cool. I like it. Um, but yeah, so with all of that, uh, as we get to this island, there is a pirate hideout that we need to go into. And before we go into there, though, we're going to take a quick break. and we get back, we're going to talk about Oceanhorn 2 some more. Hey, Chris, what's the War Rocket Ajax podcast about? Well, Matt, if we were smart, it'd be about murders, but it's actually about comics. War Rocket Ajax, it's not about murders, but it is weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. On the Super Nintendad's entertainment podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? The Sega Slingshot. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the blast processing was really fast. Why can't Knuckles fly even? Tide Prawn Dough. What does that even mean? Samurai Pizza Cats. 
Gabe, we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. <laughs> right here on Greenlit. Okay, we're in the Pirates Hideout. Um, Only good so things happen this... in Pirates Hideouts. Well, one thing to note before we talk about going into the Pirates Hideout, the entire um, reason we're here is to retrieve this treasure for Maester somebody or Master somebody. I forget the name. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, if you... the old man from the cutscene, right? Yeah. 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 Assumingly. But before you go in, there's a sign that if you read it, is basically like, there's something wrong with this island. There should be a bunch of pirates in this hideout, but it's completely abandoned. Like, the island's abandoned. What's, like, something sinister is here. I didn't want to go in. And it signed Russell. And I'm, I was trying to remember, who from the first game is Russell? Is that your dad, or is that someone else? See, I thought this too. But then uh... I could have just been thinking of Twilight Princess' dad, who is named oh. Russell. So, uh, just to be clear, your your father, his name is Hero's father. Hero's <laughs> father. In the first game. How descriptive. Yeah, so we, we get into here, and this is your standard dungeon sort of layout. It is very linear. Um, it, it just sort of wants to guide you through all this stuff. This is the tutorial, mm -hmm. right? And... Fortunately, and I, I love this, uh, all the like tutorial stuff you'll need are really on like signposts and things like that. But don't the yell at part, you too much. You just figure it out. Yeah, they don't stop you. They don't say like, hey, this is how you jump off of things. Jump off of things five times before you can move forward. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you, you don't get these weird check boxes. You don't have a crowd going like, whoa! Um, yeah, and... Uh, this one we get an item in here. the 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 first thing that we get is a shield. Ah, uh, yeah, it, it's and, like a buckler. This is like a yeah. like a wrist shield. This is like it's a nothing. Oh, shield. okay. It's like yes. level one RPG shield. But it lets you push so, boulders. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like that's the most important thing about it. Not that you can like deflect or block things, because I don't even think it's like consistently blocks well. I think you still take some damage, uh -huh. and it um, takes up stamina too to block. Uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I'm not sure. I guess I didn't play around with it much. But the key thing it's is item. that when you get up to boulders, you can uh, push them, and you know, this <laughs> the physics get weird yeah. in this. Um. <laughs> I was but I was also, being a, a a brat when because this didn't take me very long on the stream, so I I played master mode afterward, and and got up to a, a a rock and was like, I need to get my shield out now and push this rock around. Just, uh, yeah, I was I was making fun of the shield. <laughs> um, but I tried to push this. I tried to push one of these boulders far more than the game wanted me to because I was like. Oh, there's an area over here that looks like a wall I can smash, so I must have to like push this down onto there. And then I just got like stuck in a corner. And I'm like, I can't get this thing out of the corner. And then I tried pushing it out of the corner and then it got like stuck up against a lantern. And I was like, I can't move this anymore. And then I realized like, oh, I just have to like set this thing on fire. I don't I'm done with the boulder. I did what I needed to do with it. <laughs> I want to use a boulder to break um, the game now. So we are also introduced to the game's switches. 
the different color switches that do different things. They do like explain that in this on the signs of saying one color is, you know, permanent. You press it down. It's stuck down. Mm-hmm. Another one is like it always needs a weight on it. We don't get a timed one, but I'm going to assume we'll have a timed one at some point uh, in the future. Um but that's also from the original game. Uh, same looking switches. We did, also didn't mention like the enemies that we have fought so far are the same enemies from the first one too. Uh, they just look a lot nicer and they look bigger. Though I think that has more to do with our perspective because if you think about it, those creatures were about as big as us. They were huge in the first game too. We also have their names, which is a nice touch. And then, just a note on the shield. I think from going into the menu it made it seem like we're going to be able to add gems or enhancements or something to that effect onto our items Um, okay i only glanced at the menu and just to get an idea of like okay how many things are on here like you have so if you if you hold down i think l whatever l1 is on the switch or i don't if is that zl or is that l that's just l when you do that, you bring up a wheel, uh, and there's a lot on it, uh, a lot of space on there. So I'm looking forward to filling that in, and I'm really hoping we don't just get some basic stuff. You know, like we have a gun, rock spell. Don't give us arrows. <laughs> like I don't want a bow and arrow in this game. I have a gun, <laughs> and I will put this out ahead of time. If one of these items is a bow and arrow, I'm going to be upset. Unless it's like an unlimited or there's something else to it that I can like shoot a, uh, a rope with it that lets me like we're gonna, you we're know, gonna get walk across things. Fire bullets and light bullets and ice bullets. <laughs> uh, maybe. Oh, Brian. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, if they do that, I'm not going to like that either. Don't just make the whole thing <laughs> elemental. <laughs> And, you know, or it could be half of it will be filled with spells that we don't use. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm I'm, I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Uh, I meant to to actually go through and look at all the menu stuff. I was like, after I get through with this pirate cave section, I'll I'll sit down and look at the menu. And then I didn't. So I need to do a full full rundown of that. Uh, one other thing you did remind me that did carry over from the first game is that there are uh, achievements in this game mm-hmm. that when you hit them, you get bonuses, you get uh, XP bonuses and things like that. This time, they have a full list. You don't have just like a partial list when you go to each island. You can go into your menu, and I believe they only open up when you go to the islands, okay. but you can at least see all of them at any time in this one. Okay. Um. But other than that, I I think the I think the menus the menus themselves seem pretty bare bones. They look like they are just the uh, placeholder for whatever the um, items that we're going to collect, the whatever the special thing is that we're going to need to get, right. and what however many pieces it's in uh, that that'll show up on that screen there, as well as like heart containers. Uh, but for the most part, it didn't look like there was a lot there. You're not equipping things in the menu. Like I said, that's all on your wheel. So, mm-hmm. but again, I think there's, there's especially the wheel is what grabs me. There's a lot of space on there for cool things. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely more going so, on in the menu than in the first game, which was also pretty bare bones. Yeah. Cause the menu crammed a lot of stuff in there, including like the music that was playing. Yeah. It had a little, little MP3 player on there with it. 
Um, it's a phone, so Jeremy. That was that was strange. It's a phone game. <laughs> I mean, it, it looked like a Winamp skin. Like it didn't. It wasn't even necessarily like this is. You need it because you're on a phone. Uh, I mean, it's an iPod. 2013 we still had we still called phones old people still called iPhones iPods come on I want it that's, that's Is that your new iPod it. phone there son Uh so is there anything else to talk about in this dungeon before we get to the boss I mean the fact that there is a real boss Yeah sure Yeah um we did we do find like we have to find a, a special key near the end that was just like the pirate's treasure key or something like that. Yeah, it was the the um, captain's it key. Cap- uh, the captain's key. Mm. Sorry, we do do a thing. I complained about this in Phantom Hourglass, but you end up fighting like um. Sh- there should be a mini boss, but it's just three regular enemies in yeah. a room. Yeah, mm. and there's no tension there. I wish they at least like. If it's gonna be a scarab, make it a different color scarab that has a different attack or something, or like a bigger scarab, yeah, a jumbo size scarab. He's got a scary face drawn on his back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got a hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's the hat scarab. Yeah. The number of hats is how you know the power of the scarab. Right. Right. Five right. hats in this game over. The top hat, you know, he owns a couple factories somewhere. Uh. Yeah. So we take the key we go through another area there's a big door we go through and then there's a big boss room and it's it's in this uh ankle high there's ankle high water throughout this whole thing uh though we got some big waves coming off of this ankle high water (laughs) um there is a crashed ship in the middle of it again like i i got in there and i i I was convinced i was gonna have to swim here because of how everything looked when you right. entered this room, but no, it's super shallow. Well, the the, um, the the wood from the ship has soaked up a lot of the water, which uh, takes away the water, and then also the ship has inflated in size. So, uh, I think that's what <laughs> I think that's kind of what we got going on here. Okay, well then explain how there's a big squid monster also hiding underneath this wall. I mean, like you know, he's I don't know, I don't know what squid Terry's deal is. Goes out. Can't explain that. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'm talking about Galactos. Gal- yes, Galactos. Uh, so close to copyright and... infringement. So, so close <laughs> to copyright infringement. This is a big purple squid, and uh, it shows up, and you just got to fight it. Uh, it does a weird thing in it with its mouth at the beginning that at first I was like, what is going on? And then I remembered, right, uh, the bosses that we fought in the first Ocean Horn had a giant glowing like sun. Yes. Like a ball of fire in their mouth. And this doesn't look exactly like it. And I think it actually looks really weird and bad. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just like a it's a tumor or something. It looks awful. It doesn't look like anything weird. It's not weird. a tumor. Yeah. It, just, it, it doesn't look like anything it look weird like a or weak ethereal. Point on like a Devil May Cry boss or something where it's just this weird, grotesque, like. Orb yeah. in his mouth. Bright, bright orange with like uh, things exploding on it, like weird little explosions happening inside of it. Yeah. Um, it just looks strange. Uh, we, You could have given us, he could have just had a red spot on the back of his head that would just go on the back and hit. But instead, 
they're continuing that, I guess. Mm. Also, I, I don't have bombs, so I don't know what to do here. There's a bomb in the room you can throw. <laughs> well, I don't have a, there a, bo- a sack full oh. of them to just throw endlessly at a boss. Yeah, we didn't mention there are these things uh, on this island and in, in the dungeon that are bombs, but at first, I had no idea what they were. Yeah. And ended up like shooting them close to an enemy and damaged myself and blew up the enemy around it, uh, which can be useful here because Galactos will follow you around. And so he's a big, he's got a big squid head in the middle. Then he's got four or so tentacles around him coming out up out of the water. And you have to hit, the, you have to take out the tentacles first before you can do damage to the main thing. Now you can coax him to come near some of these bombs and shoot them, and then it's just like that's a one hit I'd, for them. I tried to make that work. It it just it was too much. It was much more trouble than it was worth. Uh, I do like that his his tentacles. When you take one out, they kind of disappear, and then a new one pops up in front of you. And so like he, they just they bring them to you. It was kind of nice. <laughs> sure, uh, they do start chucking things at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these things can occasionally give you hearts too. So you're an idiot, Galactos. <laughs> yeah, that was the dumbest thing. I I got hit and a heart dropped. It's <laughs> so like okay, cool. I mean, he's he's the level no. one boss. You know what would you what would you put your hardest boss in level one if you wanted to beat the hero? Well, you, no, that's not how yeah, you. Yeah, you do definitely it. wouldn't use the level ninety nine mafia done. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> now I got it. I just. I think whoever is doing the level design of this, um, whoever's like working on the visuals, I think is doing an, an amazing job. But I think there the animation in the enemies is very lacking. Um, to the point where I feel like they don't belong some of the times in here. And I felt that with Galactos, where I'm like, I got into this room and I was like, This looks cool. We got some light coming through these holes in the cave and all of this, and I'm like this looks really good right now. And then Galactos shows up and I'm just like, what is, what are you doing here? You don't belong in this game, like, in this build. It's like you've got this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this master lifetime master of, uh, you know, director of photography in there. And then like, <laughs> Michael Bay kicks in the door and it's just like, let's throw a squid in the middle of this room. It's like, I've got the, the lighting is perfect. Everything is wonderful. Don't worry, I brought it from my other squid movie. You can just put it in this thing. <laughs> I will give them credit, though. Just comparatively to Oceanhorn 1, one of the big problems that I repeatedly had is like I felt like we would fight bosses, and we weren't actually fighting a boss. There was just a boss who was there mm-hmm. moving around, mm-hmm. and we just happened to be murdering that boss. Right. Like... If we got stabbed, it just happened that that person was waving a sword in that direction. It, yeah, it did uh, its sword. It did its sword swing at that particular point. Not at anyone in particular. Just it was time. the The random number generator rolled sword swing, and right. that's what it did. <laughs> yeah, and in at least here, I felt like I was fighting Galactus, like it was a enemy with a purpose and a design that was attacking me, as opposed to flailing like a marionette. Wait, so. Right. It's also really similar to that Vine boss from the first game, though, too, where... Yes, I, I felt that, too, which you could almost say, maybe it's like a throwback. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a tutorial boss, so if they want to reuse some ideas, that's fine. I think it, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
so when we beat Galactos, uh, we don't get so. I was waiting for some kind of heart container or something here. Yeah. Um, we don't get that. Instead, we get Master Mayfield's lockbox. Woo! And then we're just kicked out into the ocean. You don't remember this? <laughs> into just a little schooner. Usually, they 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 put us on the boat and or put us on the pier and Tell, had everyone on the something. island stare at you till you yes. left. But no one's there. Yeah. So so right? now you're just in your boat. Now you're just like you must become a boat. And see, you're just talking to yourself. You're like, yeah, great job, me. Okay, now get off the island. All right, if you say so. I'll never, you can't come back here. (laughs) But that's that's where we're going to end this episode. We got kicked out. And now we get to explore. Yeah. For our next episode, we're going to play through Arn Village. We're going to get off that island, get to a train on your way to the White City. Uh, There's a lot to explore. There's a lot of things that are going to happen. So go ahead, do that. Power up, get some money, buy some things, have some fun, and meet back here, and we'll talk about it on Chat of the Wild. Guidance!